The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Altcoin Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Altcoin Super Conference. Just go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today to qualify for super early bird rates, the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I have uh, Don Mosides and Michael Ovid, uh, co-founders of uh, the Swap Protocol. How are you doing, guys? Thank you for coming. All right. Great. Doing great. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us on. Okay. Yeah, if you would just uh, let listeners know, tell me about Swap Protocol, what, what they're doing in the uh, blockchain space. So so what you find in uh, in blockchain, and particularly Ethereum, is that there's more and more of these tokens being designed, deployed, and sold. Um, new businesses are being uh, built on these on these token models to, to actually sell their products in, in different ways. Um, and there's really no end in sight. Like every day you have... We have more and more of these token launches, and um, so what we're what we're doing now is uh, we we've designed this protocol called, called the Swap Protocol, and it's it's orient, oriented around the trade of these tokens. But specifically, we take a uh, a peer to peer approach to the design, um, which we think is a great fit for blockchain, and um, we essentially introduce uh, a couple of components to facilitate that that peer to peer trading. When you say peer-to-peer trading, do you mean so it's it's like a decentralized exchange, or you know how does the trading occur? Where does it occur? Sure. So um, the the protocol is is designed to facilitate a decentralized exchange mechanism. So just to add just to add to kind of what Don said earlier, uh, most of the trading for blockchain products happens on centralized liquidity sources, centralized exchanges, and these are run by you know businesses. And I think, uh, you know, blockchain, the, the ethos of the whole ecosystem and the power of blockchain itself is that it's decentralized. So um, the, the goal here is to build uh, a mechanism for peers to trade with each other directly rather than through a centralized source. Yeah. How do you do that? What's, what's the mechanics of it? You know, people need to go to some kind of a marketplace. So it seems like an impossible uh, trade-off. How do you make a marketplace that people know about and quote unquote go to, but it, yet it's decentralized. So there, there are three um, kind of primary components of our of the, of the protocol, and there's in in this activity there's the uh, there's the discovery of tokens, so being able to find the kind of tokens that you want to to buy or sell, um, and then there's the 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 pricing. So in order to determine like how you actually want to price your trade, and then there's the actual making of the trade. And so with the first, which is finding tokens, um, our protocol specifies something that we call the indexer, which is where people can post, for example, if they're selling a specific token, 
and then other people can come on and actually run a search and um, find people that are that are buying and selling given tokens. So the first step of the process is being able to discover um, where sort of people are in this peer-to-peer network. Um, the second is once you've found somebody with whom you'd like to trade, uh, you can then set the prices and we have facilities to make that um, a straightforward process through suggestions. And then subsequently, um, on a one-on-one basis, without a third party, individuals will actually make the trade uh, on the blockchain. So, okay. So let's say I want to, uh, I have Ethereum, I want to sell it. I, what do I do? I post an ad or I post a, uh, you know, a potential trade as a seller on your platform and then it gets matched? Or how do I, you know, how do I uh, interact with someone to match my trade to a buyer and decide on a price? Like mechanically, what happens? Sure. So, um, so this this specification actually particularly is designed for standardized tokens on Ethereum, which follow the ERC twenty standard. Um, and that that standard actually has specific functions that can be called, um, such that uh, an exchange contract, which is what we run, can in a very clean way call those transfers and actually execute a trade between people. Um, so that's kind of the core interaction is that somebody who's selling and somebody who's buying upon having um, found each other can create an order between the two and then submit it to the blockchain. Um, mechanically, the the indexer works similar to, similarly to what you were talking about, where a seller will post and a buyer will maybe search. And then once they find each other, then they can actually make the trade one-on-one. Right. And I think um, to, to add to that, the, the analogy, you can kind of, um, you can make the comparison to something like uh, eBay or Google, where, um, you know, in, in the case of eBay, you have parties that are posting their items to, to you know, in our case, it'll be an indexer. And, uh, but, but those, those items don't have necessarily have pricing information. And you allow the, the protocol itself to determine what the ultimate price is. And in the case of, of Google, you, you, the reason why we make the comparison to Google is because uh, the indexer essentially is, is a list, which will have some sort of um, ordering. And that ordering can be, um, uh, you, you can look at that as uh, having, you know, kind of a, a search engine functionality. So with, with the current exchanges, buyer and seller both have to, you know, the buyer has to post money in some form. Let's say they're going to do a Bitcoin exchange. Buyer has to post BTC on the exchange. The exchange holds it in a hot wallet. Seller, same thing. They have to have their, their Bitcoins on the exchange. And the exchange happens on the exchange. Where would the uh, the tokens be held under your platform? Would they, would they be held in the individual wallets of the buyer and seller and just you know, transition on that particular token's blockchain without ever going onto your exchange? You know, how do you extract the, how does this work that's differently from a centralized exchange? So, yeah, so in a centralized exchange, you need to create an account, you need to, um, you know, be verified post post funds uh, as, you know, we've seen with, with various um, exchanges. There's a certain amount of trust that you have to have with that exchange that they don't get um, hacked, compromised, uh, release your information. So, uh, you know, we're basically falling within within the ethos of this whole ecosystem. It's really not uh, necessary. The technology is at a point right now where it's not necessary to have accounts. And um, we're taking that a step further by having, you know, a, a decentralized exchange with no accounts. Yeah, so, all right. So if you're going to facilitate transactions, you know, I want to 
buy Bitcoin and there's sellers out there, but I don't know how to find them on my own. But because I use your platform, I'm, I, you know, I can get in front of a uh, hundred different sellers worldwide. So you're helping me. You're providing value. In exchange, are you going to take a fee for doing that? How does your model work? Right. Um, we've actually chosen a model where we don't want to extract uh, fees from, from any uh, party in our system. Uh, in order to be a fully, we believe that in order to be a fully peer-to-peer uh, trading network, there shouldn't be a third party extracting fees. So uh, we, we designed a token that allows us to, um, that allows users to access the platform as long as they're holding the token. Okay, so you're going to have your own token, and how's that going to work? Is it going to be um, one token per transaction? Is it going to be part of a token, depending on the dollar amount? And how, how does the token system work? So you can think of our token as uh, as maybe like software license, but it actually conforms to ERC-20, so it is it is tradable. But the idea being that just simply by holding the token or a certain amount of token, you would be granted access to join the ecosystem that we're, we're, we're trying to create. So it's basically hold the token, then you then you have access to the uh, to the platform. So yeah, but is it per transaction? Do I need one token for each transaction? No. Or, or what if I'm doing no, it's a, just, it's just a large, large swap? Okay. Well, so those, do I only need to buy um, one and I'm on done the, forever? Um, well, it's, it's going to end up being a minimum, um, I think. And that's that's because we're doing this kind of uh, kind of token license, kind of hybrid. But but the point being that uh, that we don't necessarily want to place ourselves in between trades, and so the smart contract that the trade is actually happening on does not does not include any fees or anything like that. Um, and so that uh, to actually perform the trade on that contract, you're just paying for the computational charge to run the the trade function, and that's all. So it's like gas yeah, for the system essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is it be called the the token name will be what the swap protocol token, or what will be the name? Um, we'll, we'll be releasing more details on that, um, hopefully soon. So, okay. That's early. What happens if, um, you don't have an exact match for my, uh, my order? Let's say I want to buy 0.21658 BTC. Can the system match me to multiple sellers to get the transaction done? Or is it only one and one matching? Yeah. So it actually, um, the, the, the workflow that we imagine is a taker uh, goes to the indexer, which has multiple counterparties that are willing to provide orders. The taker connects to multiple counterparties, one-on-one connections to multiple counterparties, and then requests an order uh, exactly like you specified. I want you know a certain number of Bitcoin. And um, the, each one of the makers will provide uh, that specific order back to... Uh, the taker and then the taker is free to choose from those orders. Yeah, but if it requires uh, multiple people to fill my order, people can can people participate in part of a transaction? No, and uh, let's say again, I want to buy a certain amount of BTC. Can I specify that I only want one trading partner or as many as it takes to fill it? Yeah, so yeah. How do so, complex orders happen? Um, I mean, I think I think the. The protocol is kind of left up to uh, the implementer, uh, but you know, in the example you provide, the taker can can chop the order up, or the taker can submit to one party. That's that's all kind of up to party and the ecosystem. Are you going to have standardized methods for handling orders? You know, instead of um, traditional exchange, you may have market order, limit order. In this, would you have, let's say, uh, specific types of transactions? You know, 
Phil yeah, with only so, one taker, Phil with as many as possible, Phil up to a certain price and no more, you know, those kind of uh, orders. Right. We could um, provide, uh, you know, specialized order types. I think the specialized order types that, that you outline are more suited for order books. And in our case, um, it's, it's, it's not an order book design where you have, you're just posting publicly to a location. People are looking at it and trying to trade with it. Uh, in our case, it, it, these are one-on-one connections. So it's more, um, if you want to compare it to, to classic Wall Street, it's um, the order book versus an RFQ. And in the case of an RFQ, you're already one-on-one connected. So you're, you already know what you want. Um, so you don't necessarily need to have so much uh, specification on your order type. I guess. So it's a bit slower moving market than uh, trading on an exchange, it sounds like. Um, I think that this can be uh, automated in a high frequency setting. Uh, I don't see this as a um, as there being any scalability limitations to this design. Okay. Uh, and so what happens literally in a, in a trade? Do um, you know coins sit in my wallet and then they end up in the uh, in the buyer's wallet if I'm selling, for instance? And they never go on to a centralized place. They just go wallet to wallet. That, that's actually correct. So the the tokens that are being held by, um, for example, two peers that want to trade token A for token B, they, they have balances on token A and token B, which are smart contracts. Um, they would craft an order between the two of them, which has a price or rather like an exchange rate between the two tokens. And then um, when that order is actually placed on the blockchain, uh, a, a swap between those those two tokens would would occur. Um, so there's there's no custody of those of those funds um, prior to or or during the swap. It's a it's a straight transfer. Are you only going to be working with the ERC twenty tokens, or you know what if you're not working with a token that, like Bitcoin? Yeah, we're starting with ERC twenty on Ethereum um, for the fact that there's a lot of heat there and standardization goes a long way. So we can kind of focus in. Uh, and create a great experience um, for what is becoming a much uh, a much uh, larger uh, portion of the the token economy uh, more and more these days. So I think I think that uh, I think standardization goes a long way, and um, and you see more of these token launches actually being ERC twenty compliant as well. Yeah, but at some I, point, you may add, expand beyond the the ERC twenties. Yeah, just just add to that. We're both uh, big fans of. Bitcoin um, and you know a number of other chains projects that are evolving right now. So I think the I think the goal eventually is to definitely support uh, things outside of the ERC twenty standard. Gotcha. Yeah, I think ultimately that we're the swap protocol is a design, and uh, and the way that we implement that will definitely evolve. Are you, so you're not going to have accounts. People just would need to buy um, you know one. So I'll just call it swap protocol token for now, and then they can. Uh, they can do a trade. They don't need to register with you. There's no AML KYC requirements, so far as you know. Um, so yeah, so for for the time being, you would hold um, a swap token, which would essentially allow you access to uh, the discovery and pricing services. You would be able to um, like implement our protocol and use it outside of our services. But we think that those are uh, those are valuable enough to kind of merit um, being a core part of the ecosystem. So there's no uh, there's no explicit registration process, um, and you can actually just you can just jump in there as long as you're holding uh, holding a token. Yeah. So this sounds a little bit like Shapeshift, but yet they're the buyer, they're the seller, they're the other side of the transaction. Um, but 
In this, you guys are not. It's just by virtue of people uh, buying the token that they're allowed access to the platform. Yeah, and um, you know we're we're also big fans of uh, Shapeshift, but um, ultimately Shapeshift is the uh, you know the equivalent of getting off the airplane and having uh, you know one currency exchanger to choose from, and right. uh, you know, we're basically providing a system where you would have you know hopefully tens or hundreds of counterparts that you can trade with. I think you'd also want to integrate with Shapeshift because they've got a lot of people on their. Uh you know, using their system, and they'd be one of the big traders on the network. We'd love to. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you guys doing a, uh, or have you done an ICO for this, for the token, or what's your roadmap? So we, we do plan to launch our token um, at some point. And uh, yeah, as mentioned before, um, we're, we're definitely um, planning to release some more details on that, but uh, aren't, aren't quite there yet. So keep an eye out. Oh, the, yeah, the, I know it's, you know, you're not held to specific dates or anything, but do you have a generic roadmap on um, what you guys are planning to launch when? You know, maybe for the rest of this year or uh, 2018. What what future events are coming for you, and when approximately do you think they'll happen? Yeah, I think we're aiming for later this uh, later this summer sometime. Um, you know, right now we're we're focused on uh, just making sure the protocol is is designed uh, as well as it can be, and and uh, basically thinking about in in terms of what we're going to build, how, how we're going to build it, uh, make sure we've got the right plans and all that. So our, uh, you know, when we, when we start to roll out dates, uh, we'll, we'll certainly be vocal about it. Yeah. And just, okay. to, just to add to a little bit of what's happening right now, we've, we opened our beta program. We pulled in, uh, you know, our beta testers. And so we're trying to get to the point where we're confident in the software, um, you know, over the next month or so. Yeah, so how how can people find out about the beta program and become beta testers and, and get involved in, in the platform at this early stage? Yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say we we had our we opened our beta test, um, sorry, our beta program for a little while, and uh, that filled up pretty quickly. So the beta is actually currently closed. Uh, but you know you can always go to swap.tech and sign up for our newsletter uh, or follow us on Twitter, any uh, or Medium. It's probably the probably the three best ways. To hear about what we're doing. All right, and um, any other items of, in, of interest? You know, in addition to the trading, are there any other uh, elements of the platform that uh, are going to be big deals? You know, things that haven't been seen that you're coming out with. Yeah, I, I think um, so. I think again, we're, yeah. we're very focused on um, just implementing uh, kind of the key elements of the protocol, um, but we do we do plan to do things um, a little differently, kind of on an ongoing basis. Um, so we're not we're not shy about that. Um, I think I think there are limitations in the way things are being done uh, these days, um, particularly with, with token launches that uh, we hope to have some uh, have some ideas on. So more of that. Any uh, last question? Yeah, last question. So any country restrictions, geographic restrictions on where you'll allow or not allow people to use the program? Yeah, we're, we're we'll be um, we'll definitely be determining that. I think the general feedback we've gotten, you know, um, don't. Uh, this isn't necessarily set in stone, but the, the general feedback we've gotten is that uh, order books are more likely to be, to be um, scrutinized regulatory-wise, and uh, peer-to-peer, pure peer-to-peer design uh, may not fall quite in that uh, same category. I was just going to say, for the fact that we're we're, we're essentially facilitating trade um, as opposed to handling funds or explicitly handling the connections between peers, um, that kind of leaves us out of that equation in a good way, I think. Yeah, it makes sense, right? You don't want to be uh, you want to be subject to 
the least scrutiny possible so you don't have any problems. Okay. All right, guys. Well, you know, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, it's an interesting idea. I know that a lot of people are working on decentralized exchanges or trading that they call it, but it seems like you've got, uh, got it pretty well developed. So I'm looking forward to seeing great stuff from you guys in the coming months. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Really Thanks, it. Richard. Really appreciate it. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Altcoin Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16th, 17th, and 18th, 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Altcoin Super Conference. Just go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today to qualify for super early bird rates, the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.